Hey, listen to Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 28. I'm Brando. I'm here with Ryan, and today we're going to take advantage of our contest winner. That's me. And we're going to build a limited resources tribal deck. Before that, hit our theme song! Grimlock here to save universe! Hey, Ryan, we're back for another super exciting adventure. How you doing? We are back. What is going down? A whole lot is going down, actually. We finally get to take advantage of uh, uh, one of our contest winners <laughs> that I can't believe somebody won. Yeah. Who is the winner of that contest, Ryan? You. That's right. <laughs> so cool. Of our uh, send me a Grimlock and I'll send you money for Grimlock contest. Yeah. And uh, you get a good deal. I sure did. And I got the whole sealed package. It came with, I swear to you, 18 inches of bubble wrap around it. No. I, I swear, it's like a whole roll. Just rolled around <laughs> this box. It was awesome. So excellent. It was so cool. It's almost like nobody had breathed on the package, but I know that she did. But super still. mint. I super appreciate having this card. It's, yep. it's super cool. So what card are we talking about? Uh, Grimlock, Ferocious King. That's the other side. Uh, Grimlock, Dinobot Leader. That's the one. That's him. We'll read him in a second, but I think we have some other stuff we want to get out of the way before yep. we get into the show, as You'll we usually do. You'll go through do. the uh, social media coordinates, and then I got a couple cleanup things uh, to talk about. Then we'll start in with Grimlock. Excellent. So if you want to get us on anything that isn't this podcast you're listening to right now, we are CCO Podcast on tappedout.net. That's where you can find this list, any other list we have talked about or will talk about in the future. We're also CCO Podcast on Twitter if you want to get a hold of us there. Follow, like, all those things. We are commandercookout at gmail.com if you want to send us a show suggestion or a deck list. No nudes. Nudes, please. <laughs> and we are also Commander Cookout on the Google Play, the iTunes, and on Podomatic, where we are still epically struggling to defeat those scrapbooking ladies. <sighs> so like, follow, listen, tell your friends. We got to take them down. Yep. Now, speaking of all of those places that you can find us. This is actually going to be the first episode to go up on YouTube. YouTube? YouTube. So we're not doing video content. That's not what we're not. We don't have the infrastructure to do that right now. We are super sexy, though. So when we do, look out. Absolutely. Oh, speaking of being super sexy, I was at another wedding yesterday and more funny photo booth photos. <laughs> no dog masks this time. Everybody liked the dog mask. That was a good one. I put it up on Twitter and CCO Nation liked it, but I got um, funny ones. Me and a couple of my cousins, uh, me and my brother posed with a beer box like it was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> me and my wife posed and she's like 100 months pregnant. So Wow. Yeah. Everybody you know gets married. It's like one weekend after the other. It's madness. Yeah. It is madness. I'm yes, so hungover right now. <laughs> My voice isn't even the same. What else is new? Okay, so um, we're doing our new logo. That's what you're going to find on YouTube. It's um, it's going to be our logo. Maybe some words added in. Nothing special, but um, we're looking at getting onto YouTube so we can get picked up by a couple other sites. Or, or another site, I should say. So we'll be on a couple sites. Yep. Right and now it, we're on Commander Society. Big shout out to them. Yep. And, and, of course, we've got our main page on Podomatic. The RSS feed feeds into all the other places you can find us. So that was one thing I wanted to cover. Next week, we're going to be starting the arc of the something cool. We're going to tell you about that next week. Yes, we are. Um, ally color pairs getting flipped on their head. Like it. I don't, you know, also will like I don't it. know what the name of the arc is yet, but we're going to come up with something. Um, shout out to a couple new Tapped Out and Twitter followers. Um, we got into... I had a pretty heated debate... Uh, like I was talking about a couple of weeks ago with the Commander and MTG guys, and sure. then uh, the Commander's Brew guys, also from Canada in Ontario. Me and them were chumming around 
on Twitter a little bit. So shout out to those guys. Oh, the Damia list from a couple weeks ago. Right. We didn't talk about Blood Artist or Zulaport Cutthroat. Huh. So a couple people pointed that out. So shout out to you guys. You know who you were. Uh, I think that's all I got. Excellent. I actually have something from last week when you're we talking about alternate win conditions. I said that Coalition Victory was a sorcery, and I think it's an enchantment. Sure. I think that's a thing. I if, think that we've never looked it up ever. <laughs> yeah, I've actually only looked at the card like three times in my life. I just know what it does. And that was like five years ago when we started playing Commander. Correct. That is exactly <laughs> when I looked at that card. So if I'm wrong now, ignore this. If I'm wrong then and right now, go me. Yay! That's yeah, the magic of having my own show. I can be right all the time. Yep. Okay, so Grimlock, dinosaur.deck. Grimlock, dinosaur.deck. We're building a limited tribal today. This isn't actually the deck that I'm going to end up probably busting out during our, our physical in, in-person place, play sessions. Is that what you call that? Uh, yeah. Game to- When we drink beer and play magic with that, each other. Ah, yes. When we do the beer drinking and the magic thinging. Exactly. So let's give them a read. Let's, let's give them a, a read first. Grimlock a read. Where is this thing? Where is this? Where is this card? Here he is. Okay. Grimlock, Dinobot leader, is a 4-4 four, four for one, a red, a green, and a white. Dinosaurs, vehicles, and other Transformers creatures you control get plus two, plus O. Oh. Next paragraph. Two. Convert a Transformers toy you own to its other mode. Grimlock, Dinobot leader, becomes Grimlock, Ferocious King. So, just stop there real quick. He's a double-faced Transform legendary artifact creature, creature type. Autobot. Yeah. And he was only available at the Hascon, or he was released at the Hascon convention last month. Yes, to my knowledge, I don't think he's getting a reprint in the new Unset. So this is the <laughs> yeah, only to, place to I could get To my knowledge, I don't think they're going to reprint this particular card anytime soon. <laughs> so is... you flip him over after you convert a Transformer toy you own, and he turns into... Grimlock Ferocious King. And he is an 8-8 with Trample with the same transform ability, where you pay two, transform a transformer's toy, and he flips back over. So, Brando, of course, has a sizable collection of transformers, and he's graciously agreed to pick a small one yes. to transform so it doesn't take all night. Correct. And believe me, I could go a long time transforming transformers' toys. What does he mean? What do we? What do you got? What, do we, what are we doing? Well, in this particular case, we're going to build a tribal deck. Going back to all of our talk about Ixalan, we're going to build... Dinosaur tribal. Yeah, and and you called it limited uh, tribal, and that means basically there's only 30-some dinosaur creatures. We talked about it a little bit on previous casts where, like, if we wanted to build zombie tribal, zombies transverse five colors now, and zombies, there's like 500 of them. Yep. Not so limited in strategies that you could employ creatures, colors. Um, You could do anything you want with zombies. You sure can. Um, what else is like that? Soldiers, birds. Goblins. Goblins, merfolk. merfolk. Yeah, yeah. The main stuff. Yeah. Um, dinosaurs, I think, are going to get there. They've errated some cards already, um, but really there's we're still in double digits. Correct. So you're looking at maybe, let's say, 35 of them, which is super handy because that's how many creatures you want to play in the deck. So what you do is you go to magiccards.info, you type mm-hmm. in dinosaur as a creature type, you take all those cards, you add them to your deck, you go three fetch, three duel, three shock, three filter, <laughs> couple of basics. There you go. Okay. Limited there's... tribal deck. And we're going to tell you about our new arc on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Boof.
No, I'm totally kidding. We're actually going to talk about the deck. Um, but I feel like a lot of people do build... Ah, we're so lame. <laughs> I do feel like a lot of people build tribal decks in the way that I just described, where they just grab all the cards yeah, of a certain and, type. Yeah, and you know what? I think dinosaurs are every t 10 to 13-year-old magic playing boy's wet dream right now. Yes. And for that reason, we're, we're covering it, but we want to spice it up. We want to do something that's fun and interesting, and like Brando said, ultimately the deck is probably going to end up being a vehicles deck. Yes. Which is going to maybe make it a little bit more powerful, but also be on theme with Grimlock. Yes, and I'm going to put a couple of Transformer creatures in here as well, because creatures with Transform are apparently getting plus two plus oh as well. Yeah, that was a Mark Rosewater tweet, I think, where he confirmed that anything that transforms like flips from one side to the other, like uh, Avison or Archangel Avison. Yes. Brand will give her a read because she's actually in the deck. She's good. Archangel Avison is a 4 4 4 3 and 2 white. She has flash, she has flying, she has vigilance. That's so white. When Archangel Avison enters the battlefield, creatures you control gain indestructible until end of turn, and when a non angel creature you control dies, transform Archangel Avison at the beginning of the next upkeep. So you transform her because uh, everything else in the deck is not an angel. Correct. And she turns into... Avison the Purifier, who is a 6-5 with flying. When this creature transforms into Avison the Purifier, it deals three damage to each other creature and each opponent. Oh. Yeah, they're, they're a little bit weird, the transform cards, but this one's good because when it flips, it deals three damage to everything else. It acts as like a little mini wrath and important because you're playing dinosaurs with Enrage, all seven of them. And again, there's only seven of them. Yes, and Enrage is such a good ability. And I was going to talk about this when I was thinking about building the deck. I hope that Enrage isn't one of those mechanics that is in Ixalan and then it goes away. Yeah, I like Enrage. So Enrage is, it, it's a keyword ability, whatever, right? It's not like an evergreen ability like flying or trample. It is whenever the creature with Enrage is dealt damage, right. something happens. Yeah, thing happens. So it's like kind of like, uh, uh, what are other abilities that just kind of appeared? Like Chroma. Yes. Where it's written italicized, and yeah. chroma isn't a thing, but you could say chroma, search for a land, or enrage, search for a land. Exactly. Right. So he gets something gets dealt damage, and then something happens. And it's only on dinosaurs. Which is super cool. Yeah. I, but other things get mad, right? Like, right. Not as mad as dinosaurs, no, Ryan. No. There's no rage like dinosaur rage. I'm going to tell you that right now. Okay, so do you want to get into recipe, main course? Sure, let's do it. Okay, so we're looking at the deck, tappedout.com forward slash users forward slash CCO podcast. You can find it. It is actually a, what's his name? Gishath? Gishath Sun's Avatar. That's the commander right now. Um, let's give him a read because he's actually good. He's the legendary dinosaur, right? Yes. He is a 7-6 dinosaur avatar for eight, uh, three of which are the Naya colors. He has Trample, he has Vigilance, he has Haste, and he has whenever this... I'm not saying his name. Whenever he deals damage, combat damage to a player, reveal that many cards from the top of your library, put any number of dinosaur creature cards from among them onto the battlefield, and the rest on the bottom in any order. Yeah, so he's like um, commune with dinosaurs when he attacks. Yes. And and you're going to you're going to get it, right? Because he's got haste. Because eight. Last, Jesus. Last week we talked about things oh, that cost eight and we yeah, the game. Yeah, 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 we've talked about that twice and I got into an argument on Twitter about it. Let's not go there <laughs> with me. <Okay. laughs> you know what? Things costing eight. I mean, maybe maybe we should take another look at the archetype thing. Um not not now or but 
in the future again because we talk about combo control aggro, but also I'm I look at lots of lists and I'm I'm seeing online a, a trend of ramp 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 card draw card draw card draw to replace all the ramp and then big thing big thing big thing and that probably fits into one of the main magic archetypes but it i think that style of deck building is kind of unique to commander and maybe it deserves a look i don't maybe. know there's there's templates out there like um like the command zone guys if you listen to that podcast they say you know 10 ramp 10 card draw start with 38 land in every deck and then spice up or down from there but they want to see 10 card draw 10 should i include ramp. a snooze sound effect here like yeah. that's terrible and while while that's a good place to start I, I i think that so few decks should actually do that or else the it's very homogenizing to do it that way i guess exactly you start with commander that you want to build and a sol ring yeah that's that, that's where you start. that's, that's, that's kind of don't, don't don't even think about the land ramp and whatever just play cards you want to play right yeah that's what commander's all about that's why commander exists if you want to tune to play 1v1 or competitive, then sure, 10, 10, 38, whatever you want to do. But in real life, which is what we're talking about, don't do that. Yeah, and not not knocking those guys, for sure. They have an excellent show, the Command Zone sh uh, podcast. If you don't listen to it, go listen to it, because it's awesome. But anyways, Gishath costs eight. Yeah. And he's expensive, but he's in the deck. And there is ramp spell. We're going to get to that in a sec. But before we do, um, 32 creatures and uh, dinosaurs, some of them. Some of them are damage doing things what else do you have in here Any, anything particularly weird anger is in there like when he's in your graveyard and you control a mountain he, your creature get haste which is important because dinosaurs need haste they or do, else they're, they're going to get killed before they can attack anything exactly that's very important and i've got a couple of ramp dudes like dork guys which i'm sure we'll talk about in a bit um other than that it's mostly just the good dinosaurs and then a few other choice creatures like Archangel Avacyn, Anger. It's pretty simple. It's pretty straight ahead, I yeah, think. Yeah, you know what? I, I think it was it was a little bit blasé when I looked at it, and I thought, this can't be the list. How are we going to spice this up? And that's when Brando told me that it, it's ultimately going to be a vehicles deck. Yes. But later on in the show, in the budget section, I do have a couple spicy includes if you like the deck and you want to build dinosaur.deck. Xenagos, God of Revels, is another one that you got in there that I thought was particularly good because yeah. you could end up one-punching somebody because the dinosaurs, because they're dinosaurs, are very big. Are massive. Big creatures, right? Yes, and they're ones that give them double strike and all that kind of stuff, so you could very easily yeah. one-punch a fool. Yeah, double them. strike and Xenagos that gives them... Uh, plus X plus X, where it, X is their power, doubles their power, and then give them double strike. It makes an 8-8 trampling general really good. Yeah, good night. Yes. <laughs> like, when you give him double strike, he's doing 16, and then when you double his power... 32. He's doing, like... That's like American to Canadian exchange currency. <laughs> it's like, yeah, he's doing 32 damage, but no, it's like 8,000. <laughs> it's so good. Uh. Okay, 32 creatures, some, some spicy dinosaur includes good. Instance, four... Uh, anything there. You've got a path, a swords, a worldly tutor, which is a tutor. That's my one tutor in the deck. I think there might be two, actually, tutors uh, in the deck. I think there's There are two thing. tutors. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a dinosaur tutor. Ooh. Yeah. And a cross and grip. Got to play your cross and grip. Good one. Split second, destroy target artifact or enchantment. It and gets there. I included that in the uh, targeted removal section because... Cross and grip is going to kill an artifact creature as often as it doesn't, really. Exactly. Right? So, sorceries, nine. Any good ones in there? Of course there are. All of my enchantments. All of my includes are always good. 
We have com- you, uh, you actually have commune with dinosaur. <laughs> I sure do. Yeah. I try to I try to include all of as much Ixalan stuff as I kind of could, just to again show. When this you're... is the Ixalan preview show. Exactly. <laughs> sort of. I mean, it's when we were talking about Reaper King last week. I realized that my deck for Reaper King when I had him built was essentially all cards from those sets, like Morning Tide, Shadow More, Even Tide. Oh yeah, because you picked you picked a theme and and you picked uh, and all cards the, that you liked from that set. Yeah, and, and all the scarecrows are from there. So it's kind of like if you're going to build dinosaurs, here's a good place to start. And apart from the land base, which I wasn't joking about earlier, um, <laughs> <laughs> you're so lame. I know. Um, the deck is super on budget. Yeah, we're going to talk about that in a sec because. Yeah. But- other than uh, other than the land base and a couple foils that are in there, and yeah, it looks pretty good. Yeah. Uh, give Commune with Dinosaurs a read, though, because it's new. Commune with Dinosaurs is a sorcery, obviously. For one green, look at the top five cards of your library. You may reveal a dinosaur or land card from among them and put it into your hand and the rest on the bottom of your library. So that's kind of like card draw filtering type of thing. Let's just, you get to see a bunch of cards. You get to see a bunch of cards, find one you like, and put the rest on the it's bottom. It's like Super Dinosaur Scry. Moving along. Artifacts, seven, and you had a weird one in there that I, I picked out, and it turns out it's, again, for the future vehicles Included build, yes. List. Yeah, so give that guy a read, because I actually like the card lots, and I, I, I've never played with it. It's called Inspiring Sanctuary. It's from Kaladesh. St- inspiring Statuary. Right, Inspiring Statuary. I've been saying that wrong this whole time. <laughs> <laughs> it's an uh, artifact for three, and it says non-artifact spells you cast have Improvise. And Improvise is like Convoke, but you tap artifacts instead of creatures. And Convoke is you can tap creatures to lower the casting cost of spells you play. Yeah, well, they actually changed how it works. They changed how the rule or how the the ability Convoke and Improvise work. It's not... You don't lower the casting cost anymore. It helps you pay for the casting cost. Oh. Ah, so you essentially what Inspiring Statuary does is when you're casting an artifact spell, you can... Non-artifact spell. Or sorry, a non-artifact spell. You can use all of the artifacts in the deck as mana rocks. Yeah. So right now there's seven seven artifacts in the deck, but when you convert it to the vehicles version, maybe we'll do that deck list too. If this one's interesting, if you want to hear the vehicles Grimlock list, yeah. uh, maybe you can give funny transformer names to all the vehicle cards. Ooh. Yeah. You can use your vehicle artifacts to help cast your other ones. To cast because, your super high-end dinosaur spells. Yeah, and, and the, the... Oh, yeah, because you can't cast vehicles with inspiring statuary. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. But you could... You could cast creatures correct with it you can cast dinosaurs with the vehicles yeah and the vehicles don't cost very much mana so you could literally on turn two or whatever turn two three start dropping vehicles for real mana right and then use the vehicle mana from inspiring statuary to play creatures to crew the vehicles exactly i like that it's a repeating cycle i like it a whole bunch i like that for sure um okay so that's inspiring statuary He's an artifact. Uh, 36 land. Seems a little bit low for dinosaur.deck, but the average converted mana cost for the deck is actually only 3.5. Yeah. So that's exactly where commander decks live. I was talking about that on, I think on Facebook, on one of the EDH groups on Facebook, we were talking about, uh, maybe it was, I don't know where I was talking about that. <laughs> <laughs> so you talk, you talk a lot more on social media about magic than I do. I'm kind of the social media hermit of the pair of us. I, I do now. I do now because of the cast, and I troll those things for for ideas or just to get a feel for what people are talking about. Right. Right? And and it seems that lots of other people think that that average of 3.5 converted mana cost is like right where all their decks live, and that's normal. 
So I guess we're on point. Excellent. I think I just spit into the microphone. That's fine. Okay. It's it's expensive. It'll survive. Yeah. That's why we pay the big bucks, right? Okay. (laughs) Tutors. Two. The Dinosaur Tutor from Ixalan. Let's give that one a read. Um, Something about Sun's Champion or something. It costs white. Priest of the Awakening Sun. That's what it is. It's a 1-1 for one white. At the beginning of your upkeep, you may reveal a dinosaur card from your hand. If you do, you gain two life. That's pretty... Valuable in EDH, yep. I would say. And for three, white, white, sack this dude, search your library for dinosaur card, reveal it, put it into your hand. Pretty good. He's a one, one for one that gains you life just for having a card in your hand. And if it's super big, you can just show it to the guy over and over again and gain a whole bunch of life. It's very good. Yeah, um, it's pretty good. I wanted to mention the incidental life gain. Sounds terrible. I know, and I shoot myself in the foot every time I want to talk about incidental life gain being good in Commander, but... But it's not bad in Commander. It, it it's, it's actually good. If I was to put a Felidar Sovereign in here with a bunch of incidental <laughs> life gain, I could win the game without paying eight. Yes. See, I wasn't involved in that thing where you got raked over the coals, oh, so I yeah. can still go on thinking that anything that costs eight can help you win the game. Yeah. Well, yeah. I Stupid everything. F everybody. Yeah. Yeah, big old CCO <laughs> salute to everybody. F all you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, we haven't effed anybody in in a couple weeks. Exactly. So yeah, there there's enrage gain life. There's um, the reveal a dinosaur gain two life on that tutor that Brando just read. Just random stuff that gains you life. If you like life gain, maybe in, and and you like being on budget, not having a seven hundred dollar deck. Maybe you take out the dual lands or whatever and add in the the gain lands, like the refuge lands. Yes. The gain lands. I, yes. I call them refuges because they were refuges in Zendikar, and that's just... It, I think it's... Even, even, uh, even the enemy color pair ones that came out in cons or whatever, those are still the refuge lands. Yeah. We all know what you're talking yeah. about. Also, I just left the mana base pretty much stock, Oh yeah. if you want to call keep, it stock, and we can keep, talk about keep that. Keep it simple until you decide what you're actually going to build, right? Yeah, I figured we were going to spice this up kind of on the show anyway, so... Okay, so what do we need to spice up? Oh, you know what? Four Planeswalkers. That was the last thing I wanted to mention. Yes. That's a high amount of Planeswalkers. Yes, it is, especially for me. I usually don't have them, but it turns out that in big creature aggro deck, there's a lot of red and green Planeswalkers that work very, very well. So I end up playing all of the good ones. i got Arlen Cord, who's also a Transformer. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. Doesn't get the bonus, but it's there. Uh, gives things haste also. We've got Domri Rod, whose emblem will win you the game every time you get it. What's um, his emblem? His emblem is creatures you control have trample, hexproof, and haste. Oh, yeah. You're and double strike. Beat holes and double strike. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Every time you get that, you, you win. I so. was going to say you're going to beat wholesale ass with that. <laughs> you certainly are. Uh, I also got the dinosaur planeswalker. She's mostly just there because she's the dinosaur planeswalker. Yeah, there's she's actually two too. of them, right? Because she was also released in a different on a different card yes. in the uh, planeswalker dual decks. Yes, the dual deck one isn't very good, and uh, you have to have another card in the deck for her to kind of work or to make her work better, I guess. And I get you. F that. Y- y- you know what? I I really like the art on her, and we don't talk about art a whole ton on cards, but her art is actually really good because she looks a like a normal human being. Yep. In almost like what's the politically correct term? North American Indian? I guess so. Aboriginal person? Aboriginal is what the what we see on the radio. Oh, okay. So Aboriginal. Uh she looks like a North American Aboriginal person, but it's kinda Aztec y, right? Yeah. Ixalan is kinda like jungle Aztec type type thing. You think there's gonna be a Cortez vampire? 
<laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I hope not. I just thought of so many inappropriate jokes. Right? Um, oh. And she, she, she's got a dinosaur in the art, too, which which I like. And not a lot of Planeswalkers' uh, arts include things that aren't just the Planeswalker doing something. Correct. And that's her little buddy, I think. I'm, I'm assuming if you read the lore, there's probably a story going on. Yeah, there like she rides around on a dinosaur or something, right? Yeah, that's like her buddy. And the, the last Planeswalker, of course, is Xenagos. It gives you a dude and gives you a bunch of mana. He's a ramp spell. And he also finds you creatures Yeah, his ultimate. So he's just pretty good. Yeah, yeah. But I think I included him in the ramp uh, nine ramp. Oh, yeah, including Planeswalker abilities, says my note. <laughs> nine of them. There's... There is actually nine ramp spells, nine mana rocks or dorks in this deck, just like that template we were talking about. Yeah, suck it template. And ten, ten card draw spells. That was completely Boom. coincidence. Yes, that is all coincidental. Yeah, yeah. This is just um, me building a and you know what? deck. Yeah, those card draw effects include the reveal from the top effects and planeswalker abilities, like commune with dinosaurs and gishath and whatever, right? So yes. important because they just they let you see cards and choose an extra one or get an extra one into your hand or onto the battlefield that's kind of like card draw it's card advantage if you can do it enough times and that stuff is very important in a deck like this where your creatures are very important like this isn't a goblin deck where you're going to make a hundred dudes this is a deck yeah, where any one dude is like who cares you're going to play one guy a turn in this deck probably yeah. for the first little bit so you got to make sure that you're getting the most out of them or you can replenish them once they die because they're going to die and they're not going to come out real quick. Yeah. You know what? I, sh I should clarify what I just said as well with uh, if you're putting a dinosaur from your library onto the battlefield, that is card advantage. You are getting a card. If you're communing with dinosaurs and revealing and putting one into your hand, that's not card draw because you're replacing commune with dinosaurs with another card. It's one for one. How many times do you need to do something like that, like with Gishath's effect? Does he, Wait, does he put it onto the battlefield or into play? Into play. Into play. Okay, so that's... That's card advantage. Gish too. Gishath is an advantage house. Yes. If you smoke somebody with him, you're going to get seven things. <laughs> yeah, or you could possibly that's get why, seven yeah, things. Yeah, that's why he costs eight, I guess. How many times you got to commune with dinosaurs for it to be like considered a card card advantage? Like if you could just put commune with dinosaurs on a stick and just do it two times doing it, three times doing it? Well, if you put it on a stick, I would say the first time or the second time you do it, you're probably getting some kind of an advantage. Um, like I guess so. Any, it, yeah. Anything repeatable is, is good, right? Yeah, but I mean... I would liken it to a fetch land, honestly, where yeah. you put it in to filter your basics out. So you're playing a land, you're getting fixing, and you're getting a basic land draw or a land draw out of the way. I would say that this is you're looking at the top five, you're going to get the best card of that five. By You're going to pay one, look at five draws, get the best one, get a bunch of new draws. Yeah, yeah. It's it's kind of like, you, you. and you know what? Here's the thing. You got scroll rack in here, and... Scroll Rack works with a little ditty called Herald's Horn, new card from Commander 17. Yes, we're going to read both those cards real quick. Yep. Scroll Rack is an artifact for two, little bit on the pricey side, but for one and tap it, you exile any number of cards from your hand, draw that many cards, put the cards you exiled on the top of your library in any order. Yeah, you switch the top of your library with the cards in your hand. Exactly. It just, again, it sculpts your draws. Yep. So then when you Gishath or Commune with Dinosaurs or Herald's Horn. Herald's Horn is another artifact. Costs three. As Herald's Horn comes into play, choose a creature type. Creatures you control of the chosen type cost one less to cast. And at the beginning of your upkeep, look at the top card of your library. If it's a creature of the chosen type, you may reveal it and put it into your hand. Yes. Pretty tricksy when you can 
sculpt and put back things onto the top in whatever order you want. Exactly. Right? So uh, Harold's Horn is awesome with scroll rack, awesome with Sensei's Divining Top. Yes. And also awesome with Miri's Guile. Oh, yeah. All of those cards are expensive. They're yes, all they like are. the 20 to $30 range or more. Yes. Um, so if, you want, if you've got those cards, great. Harold's Horn, who knew? Yeah, Harold's Horn. It's a, it's one of those good cards, and it goes in. How not- many monies is that card? Holy shit! It's nine bucks. Nine dollars. Well, it's a tribal card, right? Tribals, tribals, all the rage right now. Yeah, I guess. And it was only printed in Commander, was it not? It's a Commander uh, card. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so those usually add yeah, a couple a bitter, of points of get, value. Get your uh, Herald's Horn. Yes, I only have the one, but it's going in here. It's okay, good. excellent. Um, the other thing, Vanquisher's Banner. Fills multiple roles. Another artifact. Yeah, another good one. Also works good with Inspiring Statuary, by the by. Vanquisher's Banner is a artifact for five. As it comes into play, choose a creature type. Creatures you control of the chosen type get plus one, plus one. Whenever you cast a creature of the chosen type, draw a card. Yeah. <laughs> just, just wait. Uh, you've done it twice now, and I, th- I thought it was funny the first time, but didn't mention it. It says when Thing enters the battlefield... What am I saying? You're just saying when it comes into play. <laughs> it's like you're in your mind you've replaced enter the battlefield with comes into play because you're old. Oh, I do yeah. the same thing. I do yeah. the same I thing. I also remove things from the game yep. and I put things in my graveyard. I don't exile them and they don't die. Oh, yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> F you, Flavor. It's a game of rules. This isn't Dungeons and Dragons. <laughs> I can't. I can't. Okay. Sorry, <clears throat> that was my uh, that was my good laugh for the day. I guess <laughs> you're welcome. Yeah. Okay. So those are good. Vanquisher's banner. Yeah. Cast a thing. Draw a card. Right. Yep. Uh, is that how? Is that what you just said? Yep. That's exactly what you do. Oh yeah. Every time you, you cast a dinosaur, or I guess, can you pick vehicle? Is vehicle a creature type? Vehicle is not a creature type. They are uh, artifact. Ah, uh, holy shit! How does it work again? Bring up a vehicle. Let's look. Vehicle is an artifact type, not a creature type. Turns out. Yep. So you can't pick vehicle with that banner. Dang. Okay, so how to play, or lines of play, as we say. Early ramp. Got some of that. Yep. Um, nine nine rocks, nine dorks. Sorry, said all that wrong. Ramp spells that aren't rocks or dorks. Nine <laughs> of them, including planeswalker abilities. Mana rocks, nine of them. Lots of ramp. So I guess... That's how you get to your dinosaur, Yeah, because right? all the dinosaurs cost a lot. And again, doing just a straight dinosaur tribal, you want to... That means you probably want to win by doing dinosaur stuff, not just by having dinosaurs in a Naya deck, which would be very easy to kind of build around because they're great creatures. Yeah, and I've got a thing here. Uh, turn one to three is essentially land, go, or land, dork, rock, ramp, go. Yes. Um, do we spice it up or do we just... Or do we just leave it to... I would really like Bend to... Bend over to early game. There are two things I would like to say about that. One is I super hate that. Actually, both things are I super hate that. <laughs> and the second thing is why. The second thing, why. One of my best decks that I think flies under the radar as far as people going, oh, you're playing that, I can't believe that, is my Omnath Locus of Rage deck. Okay. Which plays basically nothing but land until turn five, because it has to ramp up to play Omnath, and then I play Omnath and I win the game. Yeah. And that's how those decks work. And everybody who's played Omnath, Locus of Rage, knows exactly how it works. And I don't really like that because it seems so non-interactive. And once the deck starts rolling, it's yeah. great. But just going land or all, go land. All, or... all top end, right? 
Yeah, like, it's kind of fun. We've talked about this before. We're early game. People kind of leave you alone, and you mm-hmm. can kind of slowly build up, and then you just, ba-boom, and there's a dinosaur, and it's huge, and it's awesome. And you're like, oh, I have a brontosaurus. And, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, bag of dicks. Exactly. Yeah. But um, in this deck, that doesn't work as good just because your top end is good. But it's not that good. Yeah, it's just it's just a brontosaurus. Yes. It's not an angry omnath. Exactly. Yeah. So that's kind of too bad. And I would like to spice that up and figure that out. Because, again, this is a very basic deck. And you need more dinosaurs for it to kind of Yeah, work. we talked about that, I think, a couple weeks ago. There are little dinosaurs. Print a turtle. Print an alligator. Yeah, there, there are alligators and turtles in Magic. But they don't have creature-type yeah, dinosaurs. They're not dinosaurs. So. There's a couple of small ones. I think there's like a 2-2 yeah, two, two with flying for two... Um, oh, that card is a house, too, because it's got a 2-2 flyer for two, and it has menace. And Yeah. That's yeah, sick. It's very good. and there's Not so a, good in four-player commander, but... <laughs> no, but it's it's there because he's small, and it's a dinosaur, and da-da-da-da-da-da. And there's a um, raptor hatchling is a 1-1 one, one for two that makes a 3-3 three, three when it dies. I think it's a 3-3. Three, three. Uh, yeah. yeah, it makes 3-3 three, three token for enrage. Yeah, so it's... It's pretty good. Okay. So here, here's the thing. We touched on a little bit on the Fungatrax episode. At what point in the game do you want your ramp? I see a lot of your ramp spells in the deck, like uh, Kadama's Reach yep. and Cultivate, and the one that lets you find two forests. Sky Shroud Clan. Sky Shroud Clan, yeah, yeah. Cost three or four, or you've got the uh, the Transform Gaia's Cradle one as well. Yep. They cost three or four. What of ramp that costs one or two or three? And then you have something to do in your early turns. Even something as simple as Nature's Lore. Nature's Lore? Is that the one that lets you search? Yeah, Nature's Lore for a dual land because that one says search for a forest. Right. Or Rampant Growth. Just search for a basic, put into play tapped right. for two mana. It only gets you one land. So you're trading one for one, not like you are with Cultivate or Sky Shroud Claim or whatever where you're getting two lands for one card. Right. But it does give you something to do early game. That is true. Um, I took most of my low, when I was building this, most of my low-cost stuff on stuff like Sol Ring or Mana Dorks. Yeah. Because then I have dudes. Yeah, I guess, I guess. yeah, you do have you do have the dudes at the, the two-drop slot um, in case you wanted more ramp at the two-drop slot. Exactly. Or yes. you could even do something like Llanowar Elf or uh, the, the, the Llanowar Elf that taps to give you a white instead of a green. You could do both of those. Yes, I could. Yep. So just just ideas, just throwing it out there. If 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 you're looking for ramp, but you need it to cost not not three or four. Correct. So that's the thing. Um, utility lines. You got a couple good ones of those in there. You've got uh, Skarg, Scrag, Skarg the Rage Pits, and Kessiv Wolfrun. We've talked about those in the past, but uh, give uh, give the Rage Pits a read there because K- I like that one. Skarg Rage Pits. It taps for colorless. Or you can tap red, green, and it. Target creature gets plus one, plus one against trample until end of turn. Yep. And Kessig Wolfrun is the same, except it's red, green, X. Give plus X and, and trample. trample. Yep. Yes. Super good. You're playing CCO Staple Rogue's Passage in there. Yes, sir. Definitely like that. Make a dinosaur unblockable. Yep. Beat in. Sometimes you got to just swing with your 8-8 general and make him unblockable. Sometimes you got to do that. give him double strike. Correct. Yep. Sometimes now, it has to happen. <laughs> my favorite include in all of the whole deck, because you're actually playing this card if you're playing enraged creatures. Yep. Sorrow's path. Sorrow's fucking path. Sorrow's path. So read that piece of shit. You remember when we talked about Sorrow's <laughs> yeah. path? Way let, back like on episode six yeah. or whatever? Let us refresh you. So with, just, just hold on. Do you want to read what's actually printed on the card or do you want to read the oracle text? 
Do I look like a bitch? <laughs> I'm going to read what is on the card. It's from the dark, too. Soros Path. Community rating online, half a star out of five. <laughs> Why is that? Let's, let's just see. Let's see. Let's see what it says. It's a land with tap. Exchange two of opponents blocking creatures, period. This exchange may cause no illegal block, period. Soros Path does two damage to you and two damage to each creature you control whenever it is tapped. <laughs> now, why in the hell? So, basically, it doesn't give you mana, and when two creatures are blocking, you tap Soros Path to exchange the blockers, Correct. and then it deals two damage to all your stuff. And, and you. <laughs> and you. What the hell? Why would you ever do Good that? Good thing you're playing all that incidental life gain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but excellent with Enrage. And we've talked about Enrage a bunch of times. We haven't actually read what Enrage does yet. Well, only that it does something. So yes. give uh, give somebody with Enrage a read here. Here, uh, Raging Raptors? Ranging yes. Raptors. Ranging Raptors, I think. It's not my favorite one, but it's a good one. So Ranging Raptors is a 2-3 two, three for 3, one of which is green, has Enrage. Whenever Ranging Raptors is dealt damage, you may search your library for a basic land card, put that land onto the battlefield tapped, then shuffle your library. Yeah, super Holy awesome. shit. Yeah, What's the one that draws you a card? What's that guy called? That is Ripjaw Raptor. He is a 4-5 for 4, two of which are green. He has Enrage. Whenever Ripclaw Raptor is dealt damage, draw a card. Unreal. Enrage good. is so good. Yeah. If you have a way of doing like just one damage or in Soros Path, two damage. And since all the dinosaurs <laughs> are effing big, they're going to survive that. Except for the little raptor that's a 1-1 one, one that gives you a 3-3. Three, three. Yeah, he's not going to live through that. Yeah. But, but F him. Yeah. Um, what's the thing that... There's something in the deck that gives something indestructible, isn't there? Uh, Avacyn. Oh, yeah, Avacyn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes, Avacyn yeah. gives yeah. indestructible. You, and you, you, you cast Avacyn, and then you Soros Path, and you get to keep your little dinosaur. <laughs> so neat. And you get a 3-3 dinosaur on top of it. There are other ways of keeping your dinosaurs around. There's a Dinosaur Lord. There's Avacyn. There's the Vanquisher's Banner gives your guys bigger. Uh, we also play Cather's Crusade. Also makes your dudes oh, bigger. Oh, yeah. Cathar's Crusade. Whenever you cast a creature spell, put a plus one, plus one counter on every other creature you control. Correct. Super sick card. Like very, that one for sure. Very, very good. Basically, ramp, 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 ramp. Do, dinosaur. Do, 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 yeah. win. Enrage. And you've got some Enrage triggers a la Pyrohemia. Yep. I play Pyrohemia. It's one of my favorite arts. We were talking about art earlier. Yep. It's one and of my favorite arts th in all that of That is like the number one card on EDHREC.com for Gishath because most Gishath decks that are on there are dinosaur tribal yep. and Pyrohemia acts as both a pseudo wrath yep. because you can just pump a whole bunch of mana into it and get individual triggers of enrage yes. every time you trigger Pyrohemia. Super good. And because you're going to be playing the biggest creatures dinosaurs yep. your stuff's gonna live everybody else's stuff is not yes your guys will survive and also with all that incremental life gain the fact that pyrohemia hurts you means yeah, a little bit means less a little bit less yeah and it hurts everybody else you tap a red to deal one damage to each creature and each player on an enchantment for four if there aren't any creatures on the battlefield at the end of turn you got to sacrifice pyrohemia exactly yep i also like there is a little ditty called breath of Daragaz. deals it's a breath of d is and it's a sorcery, sorry, for red one, deals one damage to each creature without flying, and each player, if you kick it for a kicker of two generic, it deals four. So that could be a wrath that you use. Yep. I like that. I like Fiery Confluence. That is from 
commander last year or two years ago? That's another sorcery, Red Red 2. Choose three. I like this. You may choose the same mode more than once. And the mode that you would choose is Fiery Confluence deals one damage to each creature. And if you choose that mode three times, it counts as three separate instances of damage dealt to your guys. Enrage is so awesome. Yeah. And if if let's just say three would kill your uh one of your enrage guys, because some of it would, you could choose that one twice and then you could do fiery confluence deals two damage to each opponent or destroy target artifact. Very good. I like that one for sure. And then there's all kinds of pyro blasts or no not volcanic follow volcanic follow pyro pyro pyroclasm. Pyroclasm, that's right. The one that I wanted to include, because this is the CCO, this is why you listen to CCO, Fire Ants. Fire Ants? <laughs> fire Ants. Now we're going to talk about art here for just a second. <laughs> yes. Have you ever read that story? Did you read that story in school about the fire ants going through that plantation in Africa where like they see the ants coming over the hill and it's like they're just stripping all the skin off of cows and then they're like oh my god going over the river and they're dying and they're making this like ant bridge ant for the raft, other ants yeah, yeah. to come over the things so that they can just get at everybody and murder them that's what's happening in this card yeah they ate this guy's skin right off and he's just a skeleton it is tremendous <laughs> so and fire ants is a it's a 2-1 what the hell a 2-1 it's a 2-1 for red 2 tap fire ants deals 1 damage to each other creature without flying doesn't even kill itself. Yeah, it that is Urza block all day long, isn't it? Yeah, from uh, Urza Saga. Yeah, yeah, so sick. Fire ants, put it in your enrage decks, kids. Very good. Yeah. So those are my uh, those are my three picks in addition to Pyrohemia. Yes, enrage enablers. Yeah, I like that. So strengths and weaknesses. Okay, so we'll start with the strengths because we'll be positive despite yes. being hungover. <laughs> Grimlock can be lots of fun. There's there's a couple little cheapy tricks that you can do with them. Uh, I thought of a little ditty called Waxing Moon or Cult of the Waxing Moon. Whenever something transforms, you get a two two wolf token. Okay. <laughs> so then you do Ashnod's altar. Right. Sack a creature to get two mana. Right. You use the two mana to transform Grimlock again. Right. And then he flips. Flip, 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 flip. Can just choose your enter the battlefield type effect. Yeah, pandemonium the moat. Or Perforos Impact Tremors. Those are all very Brando cards. Yes, they are. You could, you could do that. CCO Brando staples. Yeah, for sure. So legit runs Soros Path. That is a strength of this deck. Yes, it is. That's how cool in range. Dinosaurs it's too bad is. there's only seven of them, right? Seven yes. seven dinosaurs have in range. We got another Ixalan set coming out. I'm sure that there'll be more. Yeah, I hope that, that the uh Star of Extinction didn't actually kill all the dinosaurs <laughs> off on one set. Yes. I got to yep. foil one of those, by the way. Oh, yeah? F you, Joel. He's the one that gave it to me. Yeah. But I got it now, so I don't have to be nice anymore. Oh, yeah. And uh, we were actually asked, because we F Joel the most. <laughs> 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 we were actually asked if that is synonymous with um, all Commander players. It's not. Joel is actually a real human being. He's a really real Joel. Yeah, Actually real Joel. Yes. Not, not to be confused with actually real Jane. Or yeah. actually not real Jane, his girlfriend, that we didn't think existed for, like, years. Yeah, for years and years, and then she just started showing up. And yeah. now we, you know, it's harder to deny we, that we her existence. We thought first that he, she was, like, an escort or whatever because it was just some random chick that started showing up with Joel. But then it was the same girl a bunch of times. So, so what else are we supposed to think? It's either a real elaborate ploy to make us think that he has this girlfriend that he actually moved in with. We uh, don't know that. We haven't seen them at home together yet. Yeah, we haven't seen their house. Joel. Yeah, Joel. F you. 
all day. Very close analog. This is another strength to the Marath of the Wild deck. You can go on edhrec.com. Lots of the Marath of the Wild cards go into this Naya big creature dinosaur build. So yes. if you're looking for ideas and there's only... At the time of this list, there's only 93 Gishath lists on edhrec.com. And zero Grimlock lists. And zero Grimlock lists. Get on it, Don Miner. You could go to the Marath of the Wild and find a very similar list. So when we say there's very few Grimlock lists, meaning none, is this the fourth deck that we have claimed? <laughs> we have conquered and done before the entire internet? It could be. Boom. It could be. Technically, it's a Gith, Gith Ash list, but... F that. It's a Grimlock list. Yeah, Grimlock. Because Grimlock. Exactly. Yep. So, weakness of the deck. High converted mana cost despite a very average converted mana cost. Yes. Um, yeah, all of your, aver all of your low converted mana... a very average, average converted mana cost. <laughs> <laughs> all of your average stuff is basically your ramp to get you to your big stuff. Yeah. That's the And that's the downfall of that 10-10-38 thing that we were talking about earlier, where... What do you do in the early game? If anybody is playing something that goes a little quicker than you, they're going to roll you. Yep. Most of my decks are starting to do things by turn three, if I'm going to smash house with well, them, or if I know most, everybody's doing I mean, stuff. Yeah, most decks are starting to starting to roll by turn three. This one's just getting warmed up, yep. you know? Yep. The motor's so, just running. And that, that goes back to the to the earlier converted mana cost ramp stuff, right? Correct. So maybe maybe that goes in, or when you switch to vehicles, I mean the vehicles just cost less, so Correct. makes the deck maybe a little bit quicker. Here's hoping. Okay, so looks very like much like a blase regular EDH deck. Correct. And that's a result of having not very many dinosaurs, I think, right? It, yes, it is. This deck really depends on your, you as a player. Like, looking at the list, it is kind of, oh, well, okay. That's yeah. exactly Here, what you Here's your coming. 36 land. Here's your 10 ramp. Here's your 10 dorks. Here's yep. your 10 card draw. So, really, it kind of comes down to you as a player as to how spicy this deck is going to be. Yeah. Because it'll like have very Fire Ants and Sorrel's Path in. Another thing that I thought about the deck, kind of along the same path there, is it kind of looks confused. And I know why now, because this isn't actually the final version of the deck, but it almost looks like it's not sure if it wants to go tall with one big guy or a Grimlock, or if it wants to go wide with, like, Dinosaur Tribal, you know what I mean? Medium-sized guys. Yeah, because Grimlock can beat ass. You spend six mana, you spend four mana, then you spend two more to, after transforming him. He's an 8-8 eight, eight Trampler. He wants to go big, right? Yeah, he could be a hell of a uh, Voltron general with some pretty sizable backup in case you can't get him through. Yeah, and I've seen um, Gishath lists, if we go back to him as the commander. Uh, I've seen Gishath lists where they give him double strike or whatever. And remember, you're getting two triggers off him with double strike. So maybe the deck that this ends up being when you build it in paper, maybe that has something like Grappling Hook or um, Fire Shrieker, the two that yep. give double strike. Yep. I like those, because Grimlock, I mean, doing 16 damage with your commander is pretty good last time I checked. Yes. So, that's the thing. Budget. On point, I think, even though the list that you have loaded there is like 720 bucks. Now, I would say that two-thirds of that is the land base. Yeah, you're playing one of each duel. You're playing... Here, one I've, of each I've, shock, I've got one a little of each fast. Check this out, check filter. this out. I've got duels. $250 worth of duels. Boom. So, cut that out. You're below 500 right there. You're playing Lorwyn filters. Those are 50 bucks, right? Like for the set. Right. And if you cut out your fetches and your shock lands, there's probably another hundred. Yep. So you could easily remove 300, you could $400 off the list. And then you're looking at what is normally how much our lists cost? About 
three hundred bucks. Yeah, which is what you're gonna find for what you're gonna pay for like a good solid commander deck. And again, F- this F- is F F U Commanders Brew guys because they yeah. build decks for fifty bucks. Yeah, f that. We'd probably stomp <laughs> yeah, you with we, a. No, we suck. Yeah. We would suck. We we suck at that. <laughs> we might suck at that, but we're good at magic. So I suppose they're good. good at magic too. We can't yeah. we can't discount the fifty dollar list because yeah we I, I, we wanted to build four dollar lists with those piles of garbage we were buying from the dollar <laughs> store. <laughs> but I guarantee you, those car those decks would end up being worth more than four bucks. Yeah. Yeah. You could get two Autumn's Willow right in a row after shuffling a hundred card pile when yeah. you're playing open flippy dot drinking and have to drink your entire drink. Yeah, wh- wh- who would that ever happen to? <laughs> who would that happen that to? Would yeah, never that would never happen. suck if it happened to me twice. <laughs> Did. Yeah. So instead of duels, maybe you could do the, like, the bicycle lands because they do have land types, right? Yep. You could get a uh, a plains forest, I guess. A plains forest, forest mountain, yeah. And you could use your fetch lands to find those instead of duels. That could be a thing. Instead of the duels, we talked about the gain lands, the gain one life lands. Yep. Like those Odyssey filters are a dollar, three bucks. Not as good because you you don't get to pick what color combinations you get. But a lot of the dinosaurs or a lot of the multicolored stuff in the deck does cost like one of two different colors. Yes. Um, The problem is though lots of the dinosaurs have white, white or green, green or red, red, red in their cost. That is a thing. So those Odyssey filter or those... um, the actual Lauren filter, filters are awesome. For the Lauren filter lands are actually very important to the yep. deck running smoothly. Yep, 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 yep. Um, Signets or Ixalan new guy uh, Pillar of Origins. It's a two-drop mana rock that gives you any colored mana for choosing a creature type. So you could choose dinosaurs. That would help with that two-drop converted mana cost rock if that's the direction it needs to go. Right. Rampant growth, nature's lore. We talked about those. Couple other things that I liked. Traverse the Outlands is what I meant. That is from C17. Brand will give it a read here for us. Search your library for up to X basic land cards where X is the greatest power among creatures you control. Put those cards onto the battlefield tap, then shuffle your library. Ooh, and that's for five mana, green and four. The only problem is when you run stuff like that with lots of other ramp in a three-color deck that has lots of duels, fetches, filters. You might run out of basics, actually. Yes. This deck doesn't run you're searching for a like lot of basics. for 12 basics or something, right? In its current form, I think there are 14 basics in the deck. So you could actually traverse the Outlands for all of them if you had a big, big. Yes, you could. That would be awesome. Quicksilver Amulet and Elvish Piper, like those ones. Those let you just yep. pay four or pay one in Elvish Piper's case and just put something onto the battlefield. Yes, yes. Ooh, I very, like that. Very good. He's not a dinosaur, though. See, that's the... Ah, uh, yeah. Those... Quicksilver Amulet, but that one is actually a little bit expensive. Yes. If we're talking about budget and making it more budget, maybe don't put Quicksilver Amulet <laughs> in. But F the budget. How about Mana Reflection? Doubles all your mana. How about Zendikar Resurgent? Doubles your mana draws and also cards. draws a card when you play a big... But yep. that costs like seven mana. Yes. Right. You're playing Carpet of Flowers. I like that guy. Yeah, I play Carpet of Flowers instead. During your main phase, you may add up to X mana to your mana of any one color to mana pool where X is the number of islands your opponents control. Now that's that's an enchantment for green. Yes, for one green. Yeah. So incrementally, that well, I mean, it could be totally worthless, or it could be the greatest <laughs> card in the deck. Yeah, could be the best card on the on the battlefield from turn one. Yes. Right. If two people are playing, if if one guy's playing islands, but if two are or three. Oh, oh baby, baby. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't even plan to do that. <laughs> last last thing or last thing that I would suggest: Titanic Ultimatum. Ooh, that's like uh, Overrun or uh, what's what's Overwhelming Stampede or 
Fury of the Horde is the one that gives Infect. Titanic Ultimatum is like those cards on crack. Crack cocaine. How much does crack cocaine cost? Let's see. Titanic Ultimatum is a sorcery for red, red, green, 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 white, white. Not doesn't cost eight, though, so don't expect it to win the game. Let's see what it does. <laughs> Until end of turn, creatures you control get plus five, plus five, and gain first strike, trample, and lifelink. Yeah, I like oh, that incidental man. lifelink. Because you're not going to win casting that seven drop. <laughs> I like Titanic Ultimatum. Those ultimatums just feel so awesome when you resolve them. They feel really cool. Yeah, I yeah. like them lots. Yeah. So that's the last thing that uh, that I would like to see, but um, maybe when we re- revisit the deck in the coming weeks or months or after our next super awesome arc. Yeah, sometime during next arc, I'll have the deck actually built and put together with physical cards. I've still been kind of accruing them and stuff. Uh, once we get it actually accruing together. them, <laughs> oh, could that be a hint at what I'm actually doing? Yeah, but and we'll give you like a quick like ten minute rundown of where it actually is changed, and you can visit a quick this hit, deck list. If you will. Yeah, and we'll do that up real quick, and you can see what the deck actually looked like as opposed to basically what is a vanilla small tribal deck. Yeah. So let's get into the couple things that we've been asked about online. Actually, spice calculator. We're gonna. Ooh. I'm gonna quickly run through how we do this again because it's a little bit confusing and. In coming days or whenever I got, whenever I have some time here, I'm going to make a little infographic to make it super easy for everybody to know how spicy they are. So infographics are great. The first thing we look at is the popularity of the deck on EDHREC.com. Now we use Gishath because there's no Grimlock lists at the time the list was made. There was 93 Gishath lists. Okay, we use the average converted mana cost 3.55. That tells us more or less how tuned. Or how quickly the deck is going to beat you, right? You're looking at a, a deck that's hyper-tuned. It's just vintage.deck. Uh, the average converted mana cost is going to hover somewhere around 2, 2.5. Normal commander decks live around 3.5. A full mana more. And really that's a result of having your 1 and 2 drop ramps. But also your big bigs, right? That cost more mana that drive that average converted mana cost up. We look at the critical turn. Theoretically, the, the turn that you could kill somebody on not win necessarily but the turn at which you secure a board state or something that makes you win if left unmolested you will win the game yeah and that does happen because sometimes somebody's just not going to have that cross and grip and you're going to win the game on or or you're going to secure a game victory on turn four even if you don't win the game and it's not over until turn six or seven right so theoretical critical turn optimal game size the size of the game that the deck is tuned to play in, right? You're not going to sit down with tuned 1v1 dot deck and necessarily expect to win in a five or six player commander game and vice versa. You're not going to bring your huge, huge game six player control deck that's designed to stall out and 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 play with multiple opponents and go into a 1v1 game and expect to win because you're going to get rolled very quickly. Very quickly by a 1v1 deck, right? So the optimal game size that a deck is tuned to play. And finally, the last thing that we look at, sorry, the second last thing is the uniqueness rating. How different is the list that we're talking about? How different is it than the stock list on edhrec.com? And yes. edhrec.com is going to give you like 155 or so cards. So theoretically, there there is more cards on Gith- Githashes? Gith? Gith? Gishath's page, there's more cards there than go in a deck, right? You only have about 60-some cards in a deck. Correct. So you could have a uniqueness rating of zero. 
ours today actually has a uniqueness rating of 13. That is cards that are different than what is on the Gishath page. Correct. And that's a result of having not very many dinosaurs. Yes. And and the Naya strategy and kind of taking you in a specific direction. Right. Ramp, big dude. Exactly. Right. And big dude happens to be dinosaurs. So when I look at my list on or your list on tapped out, put it up on this next screen is EDH rec Gishath's yep. list. Count how many match. Correct. Not including cards in the land section. Correct. Yeah. And the last thing, number of tutors. So your deck has two tutors. Yep. And it actually didn't change how spicy the the, the, the list was. Yay. So we've got a fancy formula. I'm not going to get into that because it's just a bunch of numbers and mumbo-jumbo. That's what the infographic is going to be. The actual formula that you just plug your numbers into and then you get a spice formula like ours, 31. It's all right. Yeah, it's not that spicy. Yeah. But again, with a small tribal deck, there's only so many things you can do without stepping outside yeah. the tribal deck thing. Like obviously this is gonna get better because vehicles are gonna go in and a couple other cards and that I you think, don't expect. I think to go I'm in. still gonna I if it's gonna be pseudo dinosaur, I'm still gonna use Gish Githash Gishath as the commander. I'm still gonna do that. Because it's still gonna be a Naya deck, right? Yes. It's still going to be a Grimlock dinosaur Although, deck. It's with just going to Grimlock, have we do have, let's just be clear, infinite spicy, because <laughs> yeah. we're the only ones on the internet that did it according to edhrec.com, so F you internet. Yes! Spicy, nah, not really, 31. Our highest was like 78 or whatever. Our lowest was like nah, 14. Which I believe we built to, to do that, right? Sort of we did, yeah. That's very strange because I think we built that list using only cards that were on the stock list on edhrec.com and there were still some differences. Crazy. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that we did. Yeah. I don't remember. I put in five cards that weren't oh, on Oh, yeah, the, that's right. Those Mizzix of the Ivmagus, if yeah. you want to listen to that during our, what was that, the Ark of the Archetype? Or the Ark of the Internet. Ark of the Internet. Ark of the Internet. You know, we should start labeling these arcs so people can find the ones that are lumped together. Yes. <laughs> nah, F it. <laughs> okay, my next favorite part is the milk list. Milk list. Milk list. And this, again, as per edhrec.com's list of most popular cards at each converted mana cost in particular color pairings. In this case, Naya. Green, red, white. Starting at zero converted mana cost. Mana Crypt. Nope. Not in the deck. Soul Ring. Yes. Okay, there's one. Boros Charm. Nope. At three, Cultivate. Yes. Four, Perforos. Nope. At five, Marari's Wake. Mm, yes. Yes. Six, the six drop slot, Sun Titan. No. Uh, seven drop, Avenger of Zendikar. Nope. Ooh, Big Daddy Butt Sex at eight, Terastodon. No. He should be a... Da no, he's an elephant. He's an elephant. Yeah, for sure. he's through and through. Number nine, Blazing Archon, or nine CMC, Blazing Archon. Nope. Ten, Kozilek Butcher of Truth. Nope. World Spine Worm at 11. Nope. It the Betrays at 12. Nope. Emrakul the Promised End at 13. Nope. A Tokthon Worm? 15. What the hell is that? We said that last time. <laughs> We're looking them up. Hang it's, on. It's, I think it's the Convoke Worm. It's the 914. Trample Convoke. Trample worm. Convoke Worm for green, 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 white, white, 10. <laughs> whoever, whoever out there is playing that? Stop it. That's not a good card. Yeah. Stop playing that. Snow-covered lands guys talked about that in their Ravnica episode. <laughs> good. Did they say stop it as well? No. Did they say keep playing it? Yeah, F those guys. Okay, we're we're 
We're actually this. fighting those. Yeah, guys. we're revisiting this, not fighting them anymore. We're <laughs> talking about that. Yeah. How? What? What did we said? Four. There was four milkless matches. Yes. Yeah. So not bad. That's okay. There, you could you could have had sixteen. Yes, yeah. I can. I could definitely take out every one of those except for Sol Ring, and the deck would probably either play the same or play better. Oh, Marari's Wake super good though. <laughs> yeah, Marari's yeah, Wake is really good, good. That's a good ass card. Yeah. Mar- we should should we read Marari's Wake? It came out in the new Commander's deck. Oh it's, yeah, it actually just took a, a price dive. It used to be over ten. Now it's under ten. <laughs> it's looking at eight bucks. Yeah. So here here it is. It's an enchantment for three, one, and then a green and a white. Creatures you control get plus one, plus one. Whenever you tap a land for mana, add one mana to your mana pool of any type that land produced. So it's kind of like a land doubler, and it makes your dudes bigger. It's an yeah. anthem and a land doubler for less than most of the mass land doublers. It's very yeah. good. Yeah, that's a super good card. So what else do you think about the deck? What else do I think about the deck? In its current form, I think it's a little bit, I don't want to say stale, but it's not up to our standards. I only built it to kind of give us time to set up for our new arc, Ooh. <laughs> which we'll talk about in a second, and to show how you kind of build a deck with a very limited archetype, which I think a lot of people are going to build dinosaurs. Yep. So you got to... Dinosaurs are going to become very homogenous. Yes, and the dinosaurs are going to... There's only so many of them, so you kind of got to build around them to get your spice. So, you know, that was kind of what I was hoping to show with this episode, and I think that we've done very good at that. Is your hand okay? Banging it on the desk. God damn it. Careful, dude. (laughs) Right in the finger. But once I actually get down to sitting down with my cards and building this deck, I promise you it will be an entirely different animal, and it will be up the wall insane. Sweet. Which is my plan, because I love doing those things. But, uh, yeah. So I think overall, the deck is going to be a lot of fun once I get it done. If you want to build our version, sans the super expensive land base, and give it a try, let us know how it works. I'm sure there's a bunch of decks that are just like it out there already. But I think it was worth talking about now, because Grimlock is awesome, and I got one, and I had to do an episode on it. Yep. Totally, Total victory lap for myself, which is awesome. Okay, so I guess we'll tease up our next arc. We're looking at what f- between five and ten episodes, depending yeah, on how th- ballsy we're going to get. Yeah, I think I think just to keep the show fresh, we'll do the regular five. Yep. And then we'll take a break and do something else, and then we'll go back to it again, maybe after Christmas or something. Yes. So we're going to be taking ally color pairings, flipping them on their heads. You're going to hear what that means, I guess, in the next five weeks. Could almost say you're going to hear about it on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song.